0: Welcome, True Believer Readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who tries not to get grass stains on his clothes, my clean friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? Uh, I'm a little
1: anxious. There's a lot of things going on, but I'm, you know, always relieved to come and podcast for a while. And, I, you know, I'm trying to buy some new clothes, so I'm being particularly wary of not getting them ruined.
0: Do you have clothes that you would wear when you're doing... Like yard work and oh, clothes you'd wear when you're not?
1: Absolutely. You know, my my like painting home improvement
0: pants are so gnarly. <laughs> were they previously regular pants or they were bought specifically for your painting home well, improvement? Probably pants that like eventually fell apart into shorts too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I find myself wearing my Least favorite clothes all the time. I'm like, what happened to all my good? I'm like, oh, they're all now part of the wear them outside only clothes because they've been worn out too much. Well, one person who would never get uh, grass stains on them is somebody who could teleport around. And that's uh, a character we're going to run into from October of 1976. The Amazing Spider-Man number 161 in And the Nightcrawler Came Prowling by Ween, Andrew, and Esposito.
1: What a thought. So whenever Nightcrawler is afraid of a grass stain, he just teleports away. Well, he does do that in this uh, book. We open with Nightcrawler reading the newspaper in the X-Men gym when he is startled reading the front page bugle about an old carnival friend. Uh, After getting into a tiff with Wolverine, (laughs) he heads out to attend to an urgent matter. Uh, The X-Men are here again. Why, Why is Spidey hanging around with them so much?
0: Eddie, this issue actually happens in the cover date is October of 1976, where the Marvel team up annual that we covered recently with the X-Men was cover dated with December of 1976. Uh So this actually happened first. So you can't complain about this. Uh, You should have complained during the annual, and you missed your opportunity. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, meanwhile, Peter is enjoying a fun day out
1: with MJ at Coney Island when someone is shot on a roller coaster. Uh, Peter changes into Spider-Man while nightcrawler just happens to be trying to find his friend in the same location and notices the gunshot. The two heroes look for the shooter but mistake each other as the marksman. Huh? And proceed to do the obligatory first battle between heroes. Uh, James B., I think we need a new segment here called, Wait, are you the bad guy or am I? Uh, We're going to pick a couple of different phrases that Nightcrawler
0: and Spider-Man say to each other. Uh, Why don't you give me one? So we're going to read phrases where Spider-Man blames Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler blames Spider-Man, who's the bad guy. So Spider-Man says, "Uh uh-uh, Chuckles, you're not going anywhere. At least not with that loaded rifle in your hands.
1: Uh, and Nightcrawler's running away and he says, it doesn't make sense with his powers. Why would he? Would
0: Spider-Man have need for a rifle? Perhaps I've been wrong about him. <laughs> I'm going to do a double because it's in the same panel. Spider-Man says, okay, killer, the joyride is over. And Nightcrawler says, killer, no, Spider-Man. It is you who are the murderer here.
1: <laughs> and, uh, you know, eventually Nightcrawler says, obviously I've been wrong. Spider-Man is not the murderer I sought. Thus, perhaps, it is time for me to beat a strategic retreat. And then he puffs away. <laughs> good place
0: to do. Wait, are you the bad guy, or am I? We could have done this uh, years ago. These, <laughs> <laughs> these happen all the time. Uh, I, the
1: obligatory battle, well, I, it really only happens between Spider-Man and another good guy, is what, what we determined before. So, But from this point on, let's, let's make sure we cover it. <laughs> As it appears Nightcrawler is caught, he teleports away. Bitey swings off, but Nightcrawler notices he takes a camera that captured pictures of the battle. This is a big problem for Nightcrawler. Do you know can I interrupt you? Do you know why
0: it's a big problem? Uh
1: he eventually talks about it. He says like he hasn't
0: been it's not public that he's an X-Men, right? Right. It's not public because the X-Men are kind of new. This is the new X-Men. They Yes. They've only recently showed up, and I'm sure they're being promoted through, you know, the flagship book of The Amazing Spider-Man this time. So they haven't been around that long, and the X-Men are going to be, you know, persecuted for being the X-Men. So yes. the fact that Nightcrawler doesn't want any photos of them, this is a really early plot line where later on, of course, they're not going to care. Everyone will know the X-Men are around. Right. So.
1: Right, well, back at the Bugle, um, Joe Robbie gets uh, a light from his pipe from a recently arrived Spidey. He kind of sneaks in there. Uh, Joe Robbie and Spidey talk, but Jay Jonah overhears the conversation and realizes Peter is the only one Spider-Man will allow to take photos of him. Jay Jonah sneaks back to his office, where he looks through incriminating photos of Spider-Man burning the Spidey clone's body. It's It's got, like, Peter Parker's face. I... I don't understand these pictures. Um, J. Jonah knows Peter is alive, but Spider-Man
0: also burns him. Does he know the clone, or I don't get it, James B? Yeah, this is very confusing. And and listeners, just in case you're not looking at issue 161 in front of you, J. Jonah Jameson has four photos, and one of them shows Spider-Man with the body of the clone and you can see Peter Parker's face wearing the Spider-Man costume. The clone you can see, oh that's yes. You know, it doesn't of course it doesn't say it's a clone yeah, to be clear. Right. It just shows Spider-Man with Peter Parker's face in a Spider-Man costume and then he's being thrown into the fire there. So, I don't know what they're going to do, but it's kind of weird that they give us that much. It is I cannot understand the scenario, but very interesting yeah, well, to see what well, happens. Will not be resolved in this podcast, folks, because it's not resolved in the next issue either.
1: Uh, Well, there is a short interlude of the Punisher's War Journal number 381, where he blasts some bad guys while trying to figure out who is impersonating him. Uh, We soon return to Spidey peacefully sitting next to the Roosevelt Island tramway until he is attacked by Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler gets a hold of Sp- Spider-Man's camera and exposes the film. The two of them continue to tussle until the Punisher shows up on the tram, ready to kill at least one of them.
0: <laughs> we got a lot of different characters here, and there's a lot of fighting. Yeah, end. all we need is another another hero coming to blame <laughs> other heroes for murder.
1: <laughs> I, you Wonderful.
0: know, doesn't this feel a lot like a Marvel team-up? It's very strange to have so many characters in the same book. It's, the plot is still moving in the background with the clones. There's never a Marvel temp where there's not a villain. And there is no villain in this one. In fact, the villain, if you looked up this issue, is listed as, like, first appearance cameo, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's because the villain isn't really in there. They're technically the shooter that we never saw. Yes, uh, this, That's why this couldn't be a Marvel temp. There's not enough.
1: Yes. So. Well, I'm ready to
0: figure out what happens on the tram. James B., tell us about the... Uh, Next issue from November of 1976, The Amazing Spider-Man number 162, in "Let the Punisher Fit the Crime" by Weed, Andrew, and Esposito. I want to start off
1: by saying I like this cover. Um, what did you think of it, James? Do you like it? I actually liked the last cover a little better. Interesting. I, there was like a great symmetry of Spider-Man and Nightcrawler in in a like a circular yin yang form here and the punisher has two guns in either hand pointing both right at him
0: as he's on the tram they're both good covers this isn't like uh this is just picking between two good covers yeah I think. that's my opinion
1: okay well um, we open with a trifecta of heroes battling each other uh it, it is confusing here i just want to try to clarify the punisher thinks nightcrawler or spider-man are selling his name by impersonating his kill style so whoever's killing people uh, is killing them as if they were the Punisher. Um, Spider Man and Nightcrawler think the Punisher is killing innocent people. Spidey thinks Nightcrawler is a bad guy and still wants to fight him, although I thought they clarified that. Are there any things I'm missing here, James B?
0: No. And they look, the villain is a man with a gun, right? Yep. So you can't just have Spider Man face a man with a gun because the guy will shoot at him, Spider Man will dodge it a few times and take him out. So instead, you have to create all these situations where Spider-Man has to fight Nightcrawler, Spider-Man has to fight the Punisher, the Punisher has to fight Nightcrawler. you got to create all this other busyness because I assure you, by the time Spider-Man gets close to the guy with the gun, this won't last that long. So, yes, they've come up with a bunch of scenarios of why everybody blames everybody else. <laughs> Just for a good old-fashioned brawl. Well, uh, the, they, the three of them battle
1: until an assassin tries to take all of them out. Um, as Nightcrawler flees, he sees the assassin also fleeing, but is too weak to give chase. Uh, the Punisher decides Spidey will team up with him to enact a plan to capture the assassin.
0: And they both there, get into a sweet Punisher van. <laughs> there's a couple things I want to say before you talk about this van. And that's, you know, you're reading the story and all of a sudden you say to yourself, wow, These guys are really going to take each other out. They're really going to blame each other. And then the villain starts shooting at them. And they're like, oh, I guess none of us are the bad guy because the villain's shooting at us. And you are like, how convenient. (laughs) And then Nightcrawl's like, there's the villain. Oh, but I'm out of web fluid. Excuse me. I'm unable to teleport to him right now. So I guess he's going to get away. We'll let those guys go after him. And the fact that they need... They take the van to really just flee the area, right? Right. Spider-Man... Punisher's like, We got to get out of here. There's cops everywhere. And Spider Man's like, All right, I'll get in a van with you. That's how I
1: evade police. It's a brown van. But I got to stop you, James B, because on a personal level, so I am a bass player, uh, an upright, you know, double bass player, a lifetime of playing the double bass. You know, when you get your first car in high school, guess what I had? it was a van and th- that pretty much for bass players we we're driving station wagons or minivans pretty much our whole life so when i see the punisher driving a van i'm like yeah get in your
0: cool van all right i have a question for you but on your honor you cannot look at the book okay okay so you're not looking all right not looking all right this is cool van that you really like
1: it's oxymoron you can, you, but continue you,
0: you, cla- you, you claim it's you claim it's a, a brown van or whatever. Yeah, you right. Say, yeah. Is there any writing on the van?
1: There is, but I I don't know what it says on the side. What does it say, James B? It says Ace TV Appliance. <laughs> well, it's double reinforced It can knock police cars out of the way. So,
0: <laughs> sign me up for Ace TV Appliance War Wagon. Yeah, I understand. It's. I'm just saying it's an undercover-like vehicle, too. Right. You can use it to, you know. Well, the Punisher drives the van, everyone. And uh, Peter,
1: he finally makes it back to the ESU campus. Uh, he finds MJ
0: uh, looking for other fish in the ocean. MJ should break up with Peter and go out with... Flash Thompson. Well, Flash and MJ. You can, no reaction. You really, I really feel strongly that she should break up with. Oh, really? That's yeah, not this like... is real. Uh, no, I'm telling you, I think MJ should. Go out with Flash? Yeah, I think MJ should break up with Peter and go out with Flash Thompson. I am not joking. Wow. I, he's such a. I feel very strongly about this. He's kind of a square to me,
1: honestly. You know, like. He just doesn't suit MJ. She's such a free-spirited person. He's like, I went, you know, military, and I know, well, he... What? You know, I,
0: I, he's a square because he was in the military? Yeah, he's good. laying on the ground there, and she's she's rubbing daisies on his <laughs> nose. Well, I, I'll, gi- I'll give him that he's loosened up a lot. He's in incredible shape. True. He's very attentive to the women. Oh, my goodness. And he's not doing what Peter does, which is blow her off every two seconds. That is for certain, but like, it's a mismatch because
1: she's an odd, odd bird. Often, and Flash is not Flash.
0: <laughs> Flash is not a square. Wow. I think he's a square now. I mean, you know, I mean, this is 1975, Flash. So anybody who's got knowledge of the future, we can't really, you know, debate with you. Or 1976, rather. Excuse me. Um, okay. Well, I feel strongly about this. If there's anybody wow. who's reading Bronze Age. It wants to come in and tell me no, I'm wrong, and Eddie's right that Flash is kind of square. I'll I'll take it. Uh, you can always email us at let's read Man at gmail.com if there's anything you want to let us know. But I I feel very strongly wow. that these guys should be doing it, and Peter should just be cast aside. He is terrible for her compared to what Flash can offer, which wow. is some stability and boring. That's what he can offer. <laughs> Flash Thompson <laughs> is not boring. You got to look at these pictures. I would totally go with Flash Thompson right now. <laughs> He's got. He's, he does he, have his muscles flexing up. <laughs> him and MJ are like number one and number two for best looking people in this entire week's worth of books. And, and yeah, you, wow, you know what the
1: best part about MJ's looks are is the the looks she's giving and like the move she's doing in every frame too. She's like looking over her shoulder and giving Peter a side eye too. I gotta say, I I'll agree. I agree with you there flash and mj they do depart leaving peter who happens to see jay jonah heading into the biology department of esu there jay jonah jameson propositions dr marla madison with an intriguing way to destroy spider-man eddie who's dr marla madison she is someone
0: oh boy you're putting me on the spot
1: here she's related. no i don't know right
0: yeah, because he's like, hey, it's someone died, and someone died, right? It's like someone's I, daughter or I something? I was a good
1: friend of your late father. Yeah. Is this the guy who created the computer
0: in the lab? The who? I don't know. WHO?
1: Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> we'll find out eventually. I'm just saying, I didn't know who it was. There's a lot of things that aren't told to us. Like the fact that Nightcrawler mm. took the camera because he didn't want to be found out. They, you know, they wait like an issue and a half to tell you why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming mm-hmm. I'm going to get the Dr. Marla Madison reveal and- five issues or something, right? So I hope so.
1: Uh, I just was worried that why wouldn't Peter follow J. Jonah inside? There's no way he can be doing something good.
0: <laughs> he infers that he's too upset with MJ and maybe the Punisher plotline. That's kind of what he tells us. Like, oh, he looks over, he's like, I don't need this. So there's Jay Jonah Jameson. Pff, I, oh. I just don't need that right now. And he just, like, leaves. He feels he, <laughs> <he's>, so, convenient. <laughs> you know.
1: Well... Uh, Meanwhile, Spidey and the Punisher enact their plan to catch the killer. Uh, Spidey is captured, and we meet a new villain, Jigsaw. But as Jigsaw is about to kill Spider-Man, Nightcrawler saves him. Uh, With help from the Punisher, the trio capture Jigsaw and mop up his clumsy goons. Uh, That being said, the goons do capture Spider-Man here. Jigsaw doesn't actually capture him, right?
0: Uh, I'd have to... This guy's hit him from behind or something. Somebody hits him with the yeah. blackjack. He doesn't... He he kind of says, like, I'm, my spider sense. I sensed it, but I was too slow or I didn't really trust it or something like that.
1: I, I do not... This seems like a very weak Spider-Man battling common criminals. You know, a hundred issues ago, just no... There's no competition here, but... He gets, he gets, like, chained up and put in the middle of the street at this street party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they can't kill Spider-Man because... Jigsaw is using Spider-Man as bait for the right. Punisher. The, the Punisher is his foe. And I don't know if you know Jigsaw from the MCU. You would have had to watch the Punisher Netflix shows.
1: I actually watched a, a couple of seasons of that. I, He's, I liked him, so. He,
0: ben Barnes, who um, probably, did, I don't know what else Ben Barnes does that you would have seen. Shadow and Bone and um, mm. Prince Caspian and whatever, but. Ben Barnes you know, does a great job playing Jigsaw. I mean, he's a major character, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's the he's, he's sort of, of yeah. Show. He's like the main you know villain of sorts. This is his first appearance, and I was thinking about you know why is he first appearance of Jigsaw in the Amazing Spider-Man, and I know the answer now, kind of foolishly, but do you know why he's first appearing in the Amazing Spider-Man?
1: Hmm. Was he... He says he was a criminal that the Punisher fought before. Was Spider-Man involved? I don't know.
0: Maybe you're going to say this is obvious, but it wasn't obvious to me. And I, you know, listeners go ahead and laugh at me. But I was like, wow. I'm like, this is the first appearance of Jigsaw. And I was thinking, like, why is he appearing here and not like in, you know, the Punisher's book? And then I realized the Punisher is 10 years away from getting his own title. The Punisher... The Punisher has only been around wow. for like almost three years, but he's really only a Spider-Man reoccurring wow. frenemy. So anything the Punisher did, when, you know, they, the Jigsaw references, like, remember when you threw me through that glass window at the Battle of yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. that must have happened in, in some other book. Nope, <laughs> it didn't happen because the Punisher only exists in Spider-Man's book, really. That's all he did. He's just, that's all he is. He's a Spider-Man Jeez. reoccurring character. And I was like, oh man, I can't imagine that. It feels like he's his own guy, but not until uh, not until after Secret Wars back in 86, I did a little yeah, bit of like... Yeah, oh. that is, I never, I assumed he just had his own title
1: and that's what was happening. He was, you know, like the X-Men or any one of the other characters that kind of flip into
0: Spider-Man every once in a while. Well, next podcast we'll talk about some people who have their own books who don't deserve their own books at all, and we'll and I'll I'll come back and reference <laughs> that we mentioned the Punisher didn't have his own title at this time. But you know, again, it's only this is only what his third or fourth appearance, maybe it's hard to I don't track it, but he was in a couple books in the beginning with the Jackal, and then we haven't seen him too much lately. So, well, James B,
1: is it time for the close? It's time for the sponsor,
0: actually. Oh, how can I forget? Go ahead. Well, Eddie, it's it's August, and yes. uh, you know. People need jobs uh, during the holidays, because uh, August has big holidays this week. Uh, today, I believe, is... Uh, I don't know if it's today or tomorrow. I lose track of these things. But National uh, National Chocolate Pecan Pie Day. I think it might have been yesterday. Oh, all right. Uh, cheap Flight Day tomorrow. Really? So, you know, Yeah. yeah. We're, of course, really. You're joking. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for playing <laughs> along, though. But anyway, any college kids are going to go back to school, and they'll quit these jobs like um, movers. And you might think, hey... <laughs> I could be a mover, but I mean, how many movers do we need? Do you agree we have enough movers, right, Eddie? (laughs) You know, there's never enough movers. (laughs) Well, if you're an able-bodied person, you can't get a job as a mover. What are you to do? Well, there's another job that's opening up this time of year, um, and that is specifically the growing field of Coney Island Carnival Employees. There are great opportunities opening up right now. Uh, kids are going back to school. People are being shot. Employees like uh, Nightcrawler's friend. <laughs> some people are, I guess, going uh, to college. We mentioned those people. Um, people are just quitting because of civilians getting shot on roller coasters. There's just lots of opportunities right there for you uh, to, to use, get some money for National Chocolate Camp Pie Day and Cheap Flight Day. Eddie, this is open to residents age 18 and older, so your daughters cannot work there yet. Um oh accidental death and dismemberment insurance not included this sound like something you would want to do eddie go
1: work at a uh a smelly carnival i don't i don't need
0: to eat any extra deep fried dough so (laughs) you like to travel you like to drive you can commute to and from get some mileage listen to the let's read spider-man back catalog and uh (laughs) there you go so all right it's time for the close. I'm Eddie, joined by... Actually, Eddie, you didn't even do the part where you tell them how to oh. reach
1: us.
0: <laughs> hey, James James, B., how can people reach us if they want to? You know, I just don't want you to edit out that your mistake was there. I'd like you to...
1: <laughs> Keep it in? Fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm
0: doing your lines I'm now, a, too. How, I'm a fallible I'm person.
1: Doing... <laughs> We're changing it up. <laughs> I haven't done I haven't done the I know. This part in a long time. Wait until wait until I get this sound bite.
0: Speaking of editing, James B. <laughs> How can people contact us if they want to, James B? You can always reach us at let's read at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at let's read Spidey. I'm Eddie, joined by James B. And remember, listeners, if you're ever confused whether someone is a hero. Don't try to figure out who they are. Don't talk to them. Uh, Don't assume they're there to help. Just fight them. Goodbye. Goodbye. When I read these books, I read 161 twice. And when you read a book twice, The same things that you see the first time that you're like, huh, confused about, you get kind of confused the second time. And one of the most confusing sections to me was when they're ordering the food with the fries and the hot dog. Yeah. So there's a section there where the guy's like, What can I do for you folks? And, um, you know, and Harry's in this thing. We didn't mention Harry and Liz. I don't think you did. No, I did not. um, Harry's like, Make it two orders of fries for us, you know? And then Pete goes, Plus one franc with everything for the lady here, my good man. And then MJ's like, and Harriet handsome because you know. And then the next scene, and the next scene, if you look at it, she's like using like the the ketchup for the fries. Right. And Peter is holding this hot dog, and it is like an inch from his lips. Yeah. And every, you remember this or I don't know if you're looking at it. Every time I look at it, it, I'm like, this is her hot dog, right? That's how it was ordered. Yes, correct. I mean, you could argue that she is. He's she's like hold my hot dog while I put ketchup on the fries. You can't even see what she's really doing, but something like that, right?
1: That's probably what's happening. And
0: Peter just taxes it
1: as he's holding it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's got this hot dog like right at his lips, and um, he doesn't bite it, right? No, No, I I, I can't. No. And then I turn the page, and I'm looking around. In the next frame, he's running away. And, you know, she's being annoyed. She's like, you know, he's like, "Uh, stay here with Harry and Liz, MJ. I'm going to go get some photos to the bugle. And she's like, well, there's another date shot to tiny little pieces. And I'm thinking. Where's the hot dog? (laughs)